joining Hunkering Down with Peter Schorsch now is Lindsay's, you know, honey-do list uh, doer and one of the best new dads in the process. I got to say that I've been watching him from afar and um, he's he's earning high marks. Skylar Zander, how are you? You're the man. Appreciate you having me on, Peter. And, you know, I got to say, I'm, I'm blessed with two beautiful women in my life. Uh, Emma, who is uh, running around the house. If you hear her during this podcast, it's, uh, you know, my wife is trying to balance entertaining her and, you know, trying to keep folks updated at the Emergency Operations Center on behalf of Department of Children and Families. So uh, we're, uh, we're getting through it like everybody else, you know, trying to work and uh, keep the family afloat. Well, I've told people that as I'm doing this podcast, you're going to hear kids in the background. You're going to hear the doorbell and the dogs bark and things like that, because (laughs) you know what? We're not in studio. Um, You know, we're doing this on Skype, which is kind of cool. And the reason why we do that is Apple is just really difficult to record from like Apple products. Uh, I think it's because of privacy stuff. And so Skype is the easiest end round uh, on that. Uh, but no, this is, we're hunkering down. This is um, like, it was kind of fun. We had Allison Abishan on one of the very early pods that we did. And um, is it her son? Her son came in and just like kind of hijacked the podcast for a minute or so. <laughs> so it happens. Ella, Ella comes in here, you know, half the time and just, she doesn't even filter. She's just like, dad, dad. And I'm like, Ella, you see me with the microphone. And um, so, um, I'm, you know, I'm just happy to be talking to folks at this point. Uh, for the audience's sake, just tell them who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm Skylar Zander. I'm the state director for Americans for Prosperity Foundation. Um, we are the uh, influence arm of the Stand Together community. So uh, our, our role is to uh, broadly, uh, we view our role as breaking barriers that allow people to uh, realize their full potential. Uh, and this will move our society towards one of mutual benefit because uh, while we break barriers, it means that more people are able to succeed and be uplifted in society. And so that's our overall mission and what we're focused on. So um, my, my job is every day we have the largest chapter of Americans for Prosperity in Florida. Uh, we've got 42 staffers um, across the state. We've got 13 offices, obviously, that are closed. So uh, I'm responsible to try to make sure that um, everybody's hunkered down properly, um, listening to the CDC orders. But also taking this opportunity, this you know, it, it really is exciting how campaigns, how influence organizations like ourselves, C4, C3s, are, are transitioning into this new world. I mean, uh, using Teams and Zoom and Skype to really reach out to the general public um, like never before is really cool. I mean, and, and people are listening. Uh, we were uh, making calls recently um into wisconsin for a wisconsin uh, supreme court race and um the take rates on the phones you know for those who have run campaigns before or know what i'm talking about when i say take rate it means the amount of people who are actually answering the phone um is traditionally on phones you know one to three percent uh on a good day and uh right now we're looking at like 15 to 20 percent take rates because people are home they're hungry to talk they want content 
Um, and uh, it's really exciting time. So it's kind of cool to see how businesses are able to transform, including even the influence world. Um, our, you know, our traffic is like three times what it was. Our open rates on the emails are, you know, like usually it's like we had a high rate, I think at like 29%. And now it's like, it's literally like 50,000% uh, or 50%. And that's at like, um, you know, with a 19,000 person subscriber base uh, opted in. So that's like, you know, ratings gold as far as an email goes. And just um, I, I there the level of engagement right now is just on all platforms on no matter what you're doing. People are so hungry for information. Um, I, I hear you on that. I want to talk about something that well, Peter, uh, you got it. You got to stop there. I mean, that's incredible. And for those who are listening to this podcast, that's why you should be advertising more with Florida politics. <laughs> it makes sense. Thank you very much for that right there. Um, you know, I, it's, it is a trick because some of these, you know, look, news outlets are, you know, their traffic's through the roof, but they, who wants to advertise buy a new car right now? And so um, I'm not saying that we're immune to it because like, Brightline was a big advertiser of ours, and you know now they're pretty much um, they're gone, uh, or they're they've ceased operations or whatever. And so you know we will be impacted by that kind of thing. But the political, like you say, the influence industry uh, is probably more important than it's that it's ever been um, in the last ten years. You know, I, I guess like maybe like post nine eleven when you know people were. Uh, you know, like companies like Raytheon were trying to get products through the procurement process. I remember reading a great book about that by, was it Stephen Brill who wrote about, and just that process. And so, yeah, it's an interesting, it's interesting to be part of it. I mean, obviously the healthcare workers are the real heroes here, but I do feel like, you know, the journalism side, you know, I feel like we're actually doing something that matters right now, uh, as opposed to, you know, this person said this in a direct mail piece. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I was I was having a conversation. Um, I, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing her her name, but um, Samantha Gross. Uh, I was having a, a conversation with her, and um, you know, we were kind of chatting back and forth about healthcare policy, um, and and she was kind of working an article on Medicaid expansion and and some of these other pieces. But um, it, it it really you know it's so important uh, to have a booming uh, journalistic society uh, that are really helping be the watchdogs. Um, you know, I, I try to keep our eyes on absolutely everything. But if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for the Matt Dixons, the uh, the other folks, you know, everybody misses things sometimes. And so um, it's good to have the general public involved. I mean, there's so much information out there right now. Um, bad things are slipping through. I mean, the CARES Act, if you think about it, is, you know, the largest bill that's ever been signed into law over $2.2 trillion, um, you know, in a last minute push. There's all kinds of things in there that people love and people don't love. And so, uh, governing in a time of crisis uh, is really difficult, but also uh, a lot of bad things can happen. And so we're focused on on trying to make sure that, um, you know, first and foremost, we don't want to politicize this 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 crisis. And uh, but at the same time, you don't want to let permanent bad things slip through the cracks. And so we're trying to tell everybody, you know, be targeted, uh, be temporary, and make sure that um, it, it deals directly with the crisis. And so. 
Um, you know, and, and we're doing other unique things like this awesome challenge that uh, you've been incredibly helpful for Americans for Prosperity Foundation, which I'm also the state director for our C3 arm. Um, is focused on the MySpot challenge where we're encouraging people to support businesses and, you know, businesses right now are also also supporting individuals and, and keeping a paycheck for them. Well, tell us about how that works. I mean, because yeah, let, let's you. do a plug on that one. Um, I did. I love these things. Um, I don't like pay it forward, as everybody knows, uh, but I do love uh, a good challenge like this. So tell, uh, tell folks about what this is about. Yeah, so we have some awesome donors um, in the in the Tampa Bay area who actually came to us with this idea, and and I just absolutely loved it, and and uh, and they allowed me to run with it and uh, make it an AFP Foundation thing. And um, basically, what it is 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 we're encouraging people to go out um, or not go out. You can do it from your laptop. Uh, obviously, we want to to follow CDC guidelines, uh, but really for you to get a gift card from a local business that you like to support on a daily basis. Um, take a photo of yourself with it or your gift card or extra bonus points if you take it with your kid or your dog. Um, Steve Shale gets even even greater uh, bonus points because I expect him to have some kind of Jaguar gear on when he posts his picture. Um, and then once you uh, post your picture, uh, use the hashtag share the love, get a card and um, then challenge five people to do the same. So we continue to make this a trend, not only across Florida, but you know we've got uh, other states now joining in, other chapters of Americans for Prosperity Foundation joining in on this too. And so our goal is just to try to create awareness that if you can, if you're able to, um, during this time, we have to support the, the key institution of business because we can't let it falter. Um, I'm actually, I think I'm gonna take up a second challenge of that and maybe, get all of the speakers, you know, who I always love to pit against each other um, and maybe get this um, from Dean, Will, Chris Afole, uh, get them all uh, buzzing up. I got to I gotta, I gotta make sure that they're up for it, but I think that they would be good. I, I picked some people yesterday. Um, it wasn't my usual go-tos. I wanted some people like Ana Maria Rodriguez, who I like, but I don't really socialize with. I wanted to get I wanted to get it moving, you know, statewide, and so that was um, uh, that was part of my goal with that. Um, you know, I I really I wanted to get your take on something yesterday. This is, you know, I don't want to. This isn't supposed to be a too political of a podcast, but I thought Jose Oliva's, uh, and you kind of brought it up, so I get to. I thought Jose Oliva's <laughs> tweet last night was interesting um, about how he said, you know, this is. This is not going to end good uh, when he was talking about basically the CARES Act and how much money is you know going from basically the federal government into Wall Street and Wall Street. You know, the S&P just had its best week since um, since 1974. Um, and, you know, the reason why I bring that up with you is I feel like AFP, you know, is was originally associated with kind of the the intellectual part of the Tea Party movement. Um and, you know, what do you think about all this? Are we, you know, is, Ho is Jose Oliva right? I mean, are we, is this going to end up uh, as the biggest boondoggle maybe ever? Um, you know, how do we stay, you know, I just feel like we've really expanded the scope of government. Um, government is the economy right now for a lot of people. So I just wonder what a true, you know, 
capital L libertarian or, you know, somebody like yourself <laughs> who really, I mean, you, you live and breathe this every day, what your take is on some of this stuff. Yeah. I, you know, I, uh, I'm, you know, obviously I'm really close to the speaker. Um, very fortunate to, to have, um, such a principled leader, uh, helping, you know, guide Florida as one of the most powerful Floridians right now. And, uh, I, he's absolutely right. It's, it, it's a tough balance right now because, um, you know, for us, we don't like bailouts. We don't like carve outs. Uh, but we also understand that um, government closed these businesses. Um, government was the one that said we got to step in. Uh, and by the way, we think that that's actually a proper role for government, uh, you know, to protect its people. And so we understand that it is the proper role for government to be standing in at this point and saying, hey, we need to we need to close things. Um, and we understand that we need to get money in the hands of individuals um, because their businesses were sheltered, shuttered by the government. I think where we start to see our concern is when um, you start propping up certain industries over other industries, and then we get into this you know, finger-pointing match between Government's the one again. Uh, you know, we help coin the phrase "picking winners and losers." Yeah. Uh, when really it's you know everybody's affected by this. Everybody's hurt. We should be trying to look at broad ways uh, to get money in the hands of all individuals, um, not just a few targeted businesses. And so that's what I think you see a lot of libertarians, um, a lot of folks um, who don't have a great deal of trust in government. Uh, are kind of trying to grapple with. And that's our take. I mean, our take is, again, uh, we know that there's going to be a fourth round. We know Congress is going to come down with another uh, bailout bill. Um, our, our hope is that it's not as disastrous as it was as um, the 2008 bill um, bailouts uh, on Wall Street, which you know was a pretty big boondoggle. Um, so our hope is that it's it's not in any way uh, shaped like that. And we view this as, the, you know, the CARES Act is a little bit different than traditional Keynesian economics. You know, uh, Keynesian basically uh, was saying that, you know, during tough economic times, it's good to have these bailouts, these stimulus to try to get the economies going again. And, you know, we obviously believe in more of the Milton Friedman, um, uh, you know, Hayek type of uh, economic philosophy and so it is a tough balance, but that's where we're coming from. Uh, Jose Oliva's right to say, you know, there there are some boondoggles in the CARE Act. I mean, the fact that the bill was held up from cloture because it didn't have twenty six million dollars for the Kennedy Center, it that's crazy. I, I don't care whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. Um, you know, people should be uh, upset about that. You know, taking a crisis and using it to get pork is, in my opinion, pretty low. Um, at the same time, uh, good for people being willing to uh, compromise so uh, we could get uh, money into the hands of individuals. And so that's where we're at. And, and I agree with the speaker. You know, it's, it's long term. This could be a really bad effect for our economy. And, um, you know, you have to start looking at inflation. And so that's going to be the next point is, you know, how are we going to be able to keep inflation in check when we're throwing $2 trillion at a problem? And we, we don't have the gold to be able to back it up. Um, well, you're just a barrel full of monkeys today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how is your family doing, by the way? Because I did hear Emma in the background there for a second. 
She is great. So we, um, uh, for those who, who don't know my wife and I well, um, we have an 18-month-old daughter named Emma. She has an incredible personality, uh, one that uh, I have never seen in a, in a child before. Um, she loves running around. I think she's happier now that she's not in, uh, we, we take her to growing room in Tallahassee. So uh, I think she's happy to be home with mom and dad. I don't think she really understands, you know, what this is about other than it's great that she, uh, she doesn't have to, you know, wait for the weekends to spend all day with us. So uh, she's doing well and healthy. You know, my wife, um, I, you know, I, I think I sent out a tweet earlier when this crisis started going on. Um, I, you know, God bless our state employees. You know, they're, um, they're working around the clock. They're shifting roles right now, trying to uh, get as many people to uh, engage as possible and be part of the solution to this crisis. Um, you know, my wife's had to go to the emergency operations center uh, to work on projects and field calls for concerned citizens. And so um, while she does that, uh, I try my hardest to try to be on the phones. Thank God for AirPods, you know, uh, and, and the fact that people are willing to understand that, uh, my child's going to be screaming when I'm on a conference call. So, but other than that, we're good and, and we're beyond blessed and thankful to have jobs. And, you know, I say a prayer for everyone, uh, who's been laid off lately and my heart truly goes out to them. Um, what was the, when, like the moment when coronavirus got real for you? I'd say about a week after session, um, you know, it, it was, um, I should say a week after <clears> session. I, sh I should say three days after the extended session ended. Um, we started getting the word, um, our Virginia, uh, our, our, we're based, uh, AFP is based in Arlington, Virginia, and um, small cases started dripping into Arlington, Virginia. And so we, we were able to close that Friday after, you know, Wednesday was, you know, the, the extended sine die. And then um, Friday, it, you know, things got really real. Um, so I've been home since then. Um, and I immediately, uh, once they closed schools, I pulled my daughter, we pulled our daughter um, into the office. So I watched my daughter for a couple days, um, uh, I think one or two days before mom was able to stay at home as well, a couple days. And so, um, that's when it really started getting real. And, you know, we have, uh, you know, my, I lost my father and my wife lost her father and, you know, we're, we're down to, you know, I have two mothers. Um, and yeah, for those who don't know, I'm adopted twice. So, um, you know, that, that's why I have two mothers. Um, and I didn't know that I got, I can't believe I didn't know that. What a yeah, horrible yeah. friend I am. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, you know, I don't really talk about it, you know, just because, you know, I, I wouldn't have the life that I have without it. So I don't want people, you know, feeling bad for me. I, I, I want them to focus on foster care folks, but, um, you know, I, I, you know, I have two moms and so, uh, one is a nurse at hospice. And so, um, we haven't been able to see her because of, uh, you know, obviously she's dealing with sick patients. Um, and we never know who's going to have COVID going into a hospice, a hospice center. So, uh, that's been tough to kind of stay away from from one of my mothers and my other mother live in ja lives in Jacksonville. Uh, she's also uh, in the healthcare field. She deals with health uh, with cancer patients. So we haven't been able to see her. And you know, Lindsay's uh, mom and stepdad, for those who don't know, is Jerry McDaniel. Uh, he was yep. the budget director under Governor Scott and uh, Governor Christ. And so uh, Jerry and I, fortunately, uh, have been able to do projects around the house together. So. 
that's um, he loves running around uh, with Emma and uh, my mother-in-law, uh, Jackie McDaniel, who worked for the attorney general for years, uh, Bob Butterworth and McCullum. Um, you know, she uh, she loves her grandchild and, you know, we're blessed to have them come over uh, after two weeks of quarantine. It was driving us crazy, not, you know, having being stuck with our daughter for, for two weeks is, is I should say stuck. It's a lot for somebody uh, when you're not used to it. And so. Uh, we're glad now that they've been able to quarantine themselves for two weeks and now we're at least able to have some help come over to the house. So, but appreciate you asking. And I, I, I gotta say, I need to see more, uh, Ella Joyce, uh, pony pictures because it's just awesome to see how happy she is on a horse. She is, um, you know, thank God that her activity is something that she can continue to do is, um, uh, is we're very grateful for that right now. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, I've been asking each of our guests to give me like three recommendations, things that they're watching or reading uh, that they can share with the audience. So what do you got for us? All right. So, uh, you know, I I did watch Tiger King and I absolutely love it. I, I'm sorry. I know that's corny, um, but it just was the TV. Dra- I tell everybody it's the drama that we deserve not uh you know not you know it truly is what we deserve right now so uh, i absolutely loved it um and uh, you know i would say and you, you you'll find this embarrassing um i am just now watching mad men i just ah. have, have had the time to go back and watch mad men and i think i'm in season six and i just can't stop watching it i'm like glued to the tv so uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to watch mad men or some of the uh, older classic, I guess they're classics now, probably not, but, um, you know, go back and, and, and watch some of that. And then I'm reading, um, a leadership book by John Maxwell and I can't remember the name of it, but, you know, John Maxwell obviously puts out a lot of good, uh, leadership books. And so, um, I've, I've been reading, uh, one and I'll, I'll have to try to remember the name. I can't, can't think of why I can't remember it, but I love reading too. So, uh, those are the things that I would recommend. And I, I have to say, um, I had never heard, I got to give you a plug and I've got to give Gus Corbello a, a plug uh, because until I had listened to the, he said, she said podcast, I had never heard of flea bags or um, parasite or some of those other, you know, incredible, uh, incredible just cinema. And so I, I, uh, I have gone back and I've watched those I have to say, um, Fleabag was hilarious. That was the funniest show I think I've seen in a long time. So uh, I, can't, I, I, I appreciate your and Gus's recommendation. Uh, I can't believe how um, funny Fleabag is. Uh, I will tell you, in fact, just while I've got you and recommendation to the audience, I believe that, um, what is her name now? Phoebe Waller um, is, she is streaming the original live uh, version of the one woman um, performance that inspired Fleabag. So I imagine that that if you like Fleabag, you will uh, enjoy that. So um, check that out. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, it was, my wife uh, would, you know, sometimes I'll watch the TV just to kind of decompress by myself in the other room. And she heard me laughing so loud that she just came in and she was like, what are you watching? And then to, to hear some of the you know, raunchy stuff that's on there. She just walked out of the room and just started shaking her head. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know, she's, she doesn't like comedies like I do. So, uh, 
uh, I would encourage you for, for some of you fellas, you might want to, uh, you might want to watch it on your own, uh, depending on your, your wife's humor level. Uh, well, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate your good work. Uh, give me the hashtag one more time for your challenge right now. Absolutely. It is share the love, get a card. So get out there, buy a gift card uh, if you can, or buy one online, whatever makes you feel the most comfortable. Uh, take a photo of yourself with the gift card or, or take a picture of the gift card itself, whatever you feel most comfortable with. Post it on your favorite social media site and then challenge five other people to do the same. Awesome. All right, my friend, you take care of your beautiful family and I look forward to seeing you when this is all done. You too. Tell Michelle we said hi. Okay. Okay.